Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast with me, your host, Hayley Kearns, and I am joined as ever by my good friend. <laughs> so, so weary. <laughs> good friend and co-host, Neil West. He just never goes away. How are you, Neil? I can't smile wide enough, Hayley. Good morning. Good it's morning. lovely to be it's here with you. Beautiful <laughs> today. It is a beautiful day, It's a very different morning than... than yeah, the sun is shining. Yeah. Birds nice. are throwing themselves at the windows. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel... just makes you feel better, doesn't it? Yes. It does. Okay, so... Um, it's my turn again today. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to you about Hyman Soonin. Ooh. Mm. Um, so Hyman Soonin is um, a Zen Buddhist teacher. Uh-huh. So he was born in South Korea and started off um, just, you know, um, following Buddhism. Uh, moved to the US to study. Mm-hmm. Um, went to university in the US, but actually found even more of an interest in Buddhism. So then um, went back to Korea and did his monastic training. So became a Buddhist monk okay. uh, and taught, and then came back to the, went back to America and taught Buddhism. Um, and then he um, he started to because obviously he started to use social media and started to answer questions about. Uh, how to deal with you know issues in life people were asking him issues to do with issues in life even problems and difficulties uh, trying to apply ask- mindfulness practically yeah. to daily lives yes wow. yeah so that's what he was doing so and t- took to social media because this was very pop- popular and he found a lot of comfort in the fact that when he offered some words of wisdom to people they would then come back to him and, and tell him how much comfort they've got from that and how they'd found the strength to deal okay. with difficult things. So he decided, you know, he really kind of got a lot a lot from this. So um, did lots and lots of work on social media, answering these questions, sharing his profound wisdoms daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so like m- yeah, so, so much so that when in 2012, he kind of put all these thoughts and these daily wisdoms that he'd been sharing into a book called The Things You Can See Only When You Slow Down. How to be calm in a busy world. Oh, good. Um, Which became very, very popular, translated into, you know, many different languages. Um, So I'll just, I'm going to read you the blurb because I think Mm. that kind of sums up the book. Yeah, stroking the book. I always think that's a good sign. I I know Hayley likes a book when she strokes it. Yeah, so (laughs) it, it says that, uh, in this beautifully illustrated best-selling guide to mindfulness... Oh, we're going to show people the illustrations on our <laughs> podcast as well. You'll like You'll these. have to, to go and look <laughs> at the book yourself for that. Hyamin Soonim, a Buddhist monk born in Korea has ex- who has experienced a lifetime of change, offers spiritual advice on everything from handling setbacks at work to dealing with love and relationships. Speaking directly to the anxieties that have become part of a modern life, Hyamin Soonim's simple, compassionate teachings transcend religion, borders and ages and serve as a calming reminder of the strength and joy that comes from slowing down. The world moves fast, but that doesn't mean we have to. Mm -hmm. So it's very much applying these ancient Buddhist teachings that 
you know, Buddhist monks practice, you know, they don't practice new, they, they, you know, they follow that very traditional route, um, but applying that to modern life. Right. But okay. before I share any of his thoughts with you, he actually was met with a lot of con- controversy. Controversy. Yeah, controversy, yeah. Because he, oh, he went on yeah. a reality TV show ah. uh, in the US, which... Love Island. It wasn't Love Island. I'm not gonna, it, it's not one I've heard of, but it's... Uh, so he went on, on reality TV because he became, obviously, because, you know, he sold all, millions of copies uh, of his book, became quite a celebrity, so obviously he went on to reality TV. And then... And faced a huge backlash from the Buddhist community and his uh, followers who right. said that he wasn't really following that Buddhist way of life by... Yeah, which is interesting from a community that says we are free of judgment. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it was... Um, so then in 2020, so like eight years, kind of like five years later, he now has removed himself from public life and has gone back to the monastery. Really? And he's oh, now right, living, okay. going back, because he felt that actually maybe people were right, you know, or thought that he had kind of lost his way a little bit. Hmm. So he now is, is currently back living in the monastery, hmm. which I thought was interesting because, you know, he's obviously brought a lot of comfort to people yeah. um, in the modern world and... It's a them. challenge, isn't it? Because we're using social media now to promote mm. a message of mindfulness. But at the same time, you know, I'm very influenced by people like Thich Nhat Hanh who were not terribly warm to things like television mm. and social media and so on um, because they can distract, I suppose, from the actual real lives that we're living and they encourage us to have cravings that lead to suffering because inevitably all this is paid for by well this isn't we don't get anything but no. you know, social media tv me uh, the films the media generally is paid for by advertising mm. it's all about encouraging you to want stuff you don't have making yeah, you feel sad and, and feel cravings for things which goes completely um, against which is against the kind of philosophy of well mindfulness which has its roots in yeah, that kind of buddhist, of buddhist philosophy so, so yeah so i thought he was Quite, quite an interesting mm. character to kind of go from living one extreme way mm. and then very much into media. A bit um, like the opposite of Andy Puddicombe, who started out as a monk yeah. and then became a, yeah. a kind of social media uh, success. Yeah, which obviously um, Paimin Soonim did too, but when, you know, he very he, much... He went into the back, back to kind of reclusive... Yeah, yeah. Monastic life. Yeah, so yeah. whether he will re-emerge again, who mm. knows. But... Luckily for us, his book is still very much accessible. So, um, the way that it is, and obviously it has, it was written obviously in Korean mm-hmm. first, but it's been translated for us. And you aren't going to read it from the authentic Korean, no, are you? No, no, not today, not today. So, and it's split into um, eight different chapters, all um, focusing on different aspects of life. So you've got mm-hmm. um, one to do with rest, you know, kind of, Yes, I like um, that. You've got rest, you've got one that's to do with mindfulness, passion, so thinking about your temper and things, your relationships, obviously, and love, mm-hmm. life and the future and spirituality. So the idea Enough is life that and it's, death, all yeah, in one book. So it's not meant as a book to read from cover to cover. It's meant as a, you know, I like my dip into books. I like my flick the pages and have a look. So the idea is that you yeah. kind of 
if you are having a difficult. You never really got the hang of Hollywood Twist, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so each chapter um, has like a little bit of an introduction about it. So I'm going to go to mindfulness one. Mindfulness, you know. okay. That's what we're about. And without infringing copyright, yeah. you're going to yeah. share bits from it. I am. <laughs> Just well, I'm going to talk through. Uh, so basically, the idea is that he's done a little opening section of each one just to kind of sum up what it's about and the idea is that if you are struggling with your mindfulness practice or you're wanting to become more mindful you'd go to that chapter Mm -hmm. and then you could choose one of his little readings so it's a little bit like uh you know we talked about a Another episode. A, little, a little bit of counselling on me. Tell me your problems and I'll find you a solution. <laughs> I wouldn't profess to be able to deal with the depths <laughs> with of your the depths mind. Of my problems. No, no. There are but, books uh, in the world. But it's similar in the fact that like, we did another episode, which you can find in this series. Um, I did about Louise Hay. Ah, yes. And it's very much like her books where you can just dip in, find comfort, yeah. find something that, that speaks to you and then use it as yeah, an very affirmation. Affirming. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's interesting, but this one I thought you you would quite like because it's a little bit. When you first hear it, it's like, oh, we're not going to refer to that. So I'm just going to read you mm-hmm. this one from the mindfulness. Okay. So, in the chambers of our heart, we have two tenants living side by side: Adolf Hitler and Mother Teresa. Right. Okay. Presumably, I'm going to have the Adolf Hitler <laughs> bit taken out. Yeah. <laughs> when we are overcome by insecurity and fear, we feel the inner workings of Hitler. When we are in touch with love and connection, we hear the gentle voice of Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like I thought I like the two tenants bit because obviously it reminded me of the guest house. Yeah, Rumi's 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 poem, guest the guest house. house. Yes. Yeah, the crowd of sorrows. Yes. Yeah. Welcome um, all in, even though they throw the furniture. Around. Yeah, and the bus analogy and all the passengers, ah, the passengers on the bus on the that bus. we use. Yeah. Um, but I thought that because initially when you first hear that, you're like, oh. There's no Adolf Hitler in me. But essentially what it's saying is we do have those two sides and it is basically looking at a dictator kind of character like Hitler as as being full of insecurity and fear. I never see that kind of quality in him. No, no, but it's that that insecurity and fear, isn't it? I mean, obviously Hitler's beliefs and belief system was driven by his own insecurities and his fears. And mm. then you've got that love and that connection with people, with Mother Teresa. So I thought that was mm. quite interesting. Mm. Yes, good. Little, I like that. A little yeah. thing. So, yeah. Hi, Miss You. Okay, right. So. Would you like to choose? I will go on. Well, let's see. So what right, can shall I, I give, you give you the, the, give the, titles. the titles? Yeah. It's a very nice one. I can tell you itching to borrow it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Rest. Mindfulness, which we've just done one from. We've got passion, which is about tempering your eagerness. Being right isn't important. Being happy together is. Okay. We've got a relationships one. Yeah. Love. You've got life. Do you know comfy? Uh, the future and spirituality. Where do you want to pick from? Um, I think I will go for the future the because future. we don't talk about the future much in mindfulness, no, do we? Well, apart we from don't, having yeah. kind of intentions so it'd be quite interesting yeah. you think they're quite interesting yeah. so i want to give it to you, you and catapult you can, you me can, into an unknown future yeah right, so okay. you can kind of ignore the, the first bit you have to read that at a different time because okay. it's quite long um but then you're basically just nice gonna pictures. yeah oh yeah okay. but the, yeah it's the beautifully illustrated okay so, right. pick, so pick one that that appeals to you 
Don't flit here and there like a school of fish, just because that is what your friends do, or because others say it is what you should do. Stand by your convictions, upend the existing paradigm, and become a trendsetter. I think I've been a trendsetter yeah. for a long time. Nobody follows you, my trends, no. but I do set them. <laughs> but you don't think... It, I like that because it, it is very much... You can see why mm. it's so popular because it's it's kind of... You don't really equate mindfulness and things with trendsetting, do you, I suppose? No, but standing by your principles. Yeah, definitely. And, and not being led by what seems popular or what seems easy. Mm. Um and that can be easy or hard, can't it? You know, like we were saying about Hitler earlier, a lot of people followed Hitler's ideologies, whether they chose to or not. They perhaps felt they had to because yeah. everybody else had to. And a bit and of self-preservation. They would have been at risk and, and at danger. You know, we see it perhaps in other countries and parts of the world mm. at the moment where people say things they don't necessarily believe are true in their heart, but for the safety of themselves and others, they're prepared to mm. kind of become that school of fish, even though if the... the, the, yeah. the the message is not not necessarily it's easier truthful. isn't it to follow the crowd and i think when with the young people that we work with you want to fit it, in and be like everyone yeah, else it's it's easier isn't it you don't yeah you especially don't. With, like i will speak of things like tiktok like i know mm. what i speak <laughs> and instagram and, yeah. you know but these sort of images that young people scroll through to find what their idea of perfection should be mm. um, and as you grow old you realize that that you know that that image of, of physical perfection and beauty is fleeting and you know will 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 always leave you disappointed yeah we've touched because, on this in yeah, another episode didn't yeah. we that you're never gonna you're never going to well as they every told day me, as you get older as they told me in the opticians you're never going to get your 18 year old eyes back <laughs> Uh, what is it yeah. you want? You're never going to get your 18-year-old eyes back, and you're never going to get your 18-year-old anything back. No, right? um, so appreciate it at the time, but recognise that things are impermanent and will always change. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, some say they don't really know what they're looking for in life. This might be because instead of getting in touch with how they feel, they've led their lives according to other people's expectations. Live your life not to satisfy others, but to fulfil what your heart desires. Now I kind of look mm. at that. As you get older perhaps and you have children of your own, you see it from the other perspective. Do we yeah. have expectations of our children and, 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 and demand that they live up to what we expect mm. rather than allow them the freedom um, to make their own decisions and choices even if we think they're the wrong ones? I think you, you, you learn, don't you, to kind of, stay quiet when well I do I, I try to be you have your thoughts yeah but I don't share them because it's like touch paper really with teenagers mm. sometimes isn't it but it but perhaps yeah. we remember as well when we were that age and thought we knew everything mm. um, and, and, and perhaps reacted against the guidance of our own parents mm. um, who in themselves had our best interests at heart oh you're leading to one of my future Oh, oh sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. All right. It's a little taster for future. Um, but yeah, I thought it was oh, like. Has it like this? One? Oh, we got another one. Are you a con are you a controlling parent? Oh. Are you devoting too much attention to your child? Are you a helicopter parent? Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes, then turn some of that attention towards your parents, which you have done today. I have. If you are good to your own parents, then your child will learn how to treat you in the future. Gosh, you don't even think about it that way. Mm. It's like the opposite way around, isn't it? You think, 
Yeah. How you think how the child is influenced by the parents, not how they... Well, there's a story I remember, and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it came from, Podcast World, so you might know. Um, but it's about um, a family, and they lived with the old grandfather. And when they used to sit at meal times, the old grandfather, you know, used to dribble and spit his food out and, and struggle to kind of, you know, eat tidily. Uh, and this frustrated his, his son, the father in the family, to the extent that he lost his temper and he ordered the old man to turn around and face the wall when he ate. And they continued eating the meals, but still the old man would dribble and make a mess and so on. Um, so the uh, father went and got a wooden trough and, and gave it to Not the old man story. so he someone <laughs> so that he he would be able to kind of and sent him into a corner of the room on his own away from the family table so that he could eat messily and it wouldn't disturb him and then the father came back one day and saw his young son sat on the floor with a piece of wood doing some carving and he said oh what are you making he said well i'm i'm making a trough for you so that when you're old like granddad it can be for you to eat from and he realised mm. at that point then, you know, that age comes to us all and yeah. respect goes through the generations and what you show and teach, you're teaching the, mm. the youngsters. So, I know it's a bit of a challenging story, maybe I'll tell it again, but yeah. it's, it may be, it reminded me of that, you know, yeah. your children will watch how you treat your parents yeah, and they will respond accordingly, won't they, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, very interesting. So, yeah. if you... Um, would like to share any of your thoughts about um, things you can only see when you slow down by Hyman Soonim or uh, get in touch with the or if you like to anything. live fast yeah <laughs> about anything um, you can contact us on Facebook our mm -hmm. little Once journey together, into CIC <laughs> yeah. On Facebook. yeah that's our only social media we don't Twitter or Instagram do we no, uh, but we know. do have a website which is one together CIC if anybody wants to teach me about UK. Twitter I'm prepared to learn yeah. I'm open to learning about <laughs> Twitter but it baffles me um, um, or you can email us at one together CIC at gmail.com yes but yeah. for now did you tell me about the website yes you did yeah. that yeah, I was you're listening. You muttered, you were muttering about Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're just a slick, well-oiled machine we are. It's the professionalism that brings people back for more, isn't it? So, yeah. if you would like to come back for more professional yeah. podcasting, um, that's it for today. Yeah. But we'll see you next, next time. time. This was my, this was growing the good, the mindful podcast. This was growing the good, the mindful podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you. And we'll still see you yeah. next, next time. time. <laughs> uh, you are my remembering brain. This is growing the good. The Mindful Podcast.